The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi there. This is Greg Legro, And this is Jamie Dew. Of Fully and Completely. Um, You're listening to... Welcome to Fully and Completely, the podcast that is exploring all of the music of the Tragically Hip in chronological order. We, of course, are taking some side roads and uh, exploring solo projects mm-hmm. and various other uh, in- endeavors from the band. Um, it's a new year. It's 2020. Happy New Year to you. Happy New um, Year, Greg. Usually we will examine a lot of the music and pop culture that's coming out around the albums, but this is a special episode. Oh, We're looking boy. at the uh, side project and uh, semi-solo career of Rob Baker. Uh, we're looking at two albums well, and, uh, from Strippers Union. And a lot of Cancun. many, many, many members of the odds. Just odds, no the. Yeah, it's very funny when you look up, when you look up um, yeah. the band on yeah. Spotify or Apple Music, the odds is a band, but yeah. they're like a... Somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah, just odds. Odds, yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, three members of odds and uh, Rob Baker and one uh, one slug, one of Doug's slugs. Oh, really? Yeah, the keyboard players from Doug and the Slugs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Doug and the Slugs. That is fucking delightful. Oh, I learned something all the time. <laughs> you know what? I'm even learning that it's um, more than one member of the odds. I thought that yeah, it was... No. It was uh, it's all of the odds, except uh, we have one replacement guy. Stephen Drake. Yeah. That's right. Okay. He, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you sub Stephen Drake out and get yourself <laughs> Robbie Baker. That's, That's kind of cool. Pretty good. Yeah, I would uh, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've picked a few songs, yeah, from well, from the catalog, yeah, and I've picked a few songs, yeah. We'll talk about those, okay, and we'll encourage you to go explore this record on your own, yeah. But as a bonus, we're also just based on the sheer number of odds that mm-hmm. are in this we're band. Talk a little bit about the odds, yeah. You can't, no, oh, just odds, <laughs> yeah. For Christ's sake. Well, in that case, I think it's grammatic. <laughs> you have to yeah, say yeah. the odds, yeah. It's true, and I'm going to, and many times over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to this as a fact checker, yeah, you know, just hey, back way off. So yeah, I mean, this isn't a, a, a standard episode. We are we are going to kind of go off of our normal. That's right, because we are going to. Well, we're talking strippers union. We're talking odds, and that just opens up this whole can of CanCon, <laughs> a can of CanCon. So um, yeah, we're going to be all over the map, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So Greg, I ask you, where do we start? I, I suppose we start uh, at the premise of this episode, which is Strippers Union. So what do you think about Strippers Union to start? Just before we get into it, um, we didn't mention it in our little uh, our Christmas message to everyone, but uh, maybe not the time for that anyway. But uh, with all this, we have so much Canadian content we talk about and... Uh, um, so much Canadian music, and there's so much that I really want to talk about with that and the CanCon uh, explosion, um, uh, the the passing of John Mann yeah. from uh, Spirit of the West. Yeah. Very, uh, very long and courageous battle. Um, just devastating. That is super duper sad. Uh, Spirit of the West, I was... Uh, I, I'm, 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 I
completely transparent. I wasn't ever the hugest fan, nope. but definitely a fan. Um, and I don't think anyone did, uh, could, who grew up in Canada wasn't, didn't have some portion of their life soundtracked by them. And very if, specifically, of course, Home for Arrest. But, I mean, there's a, a huge list of great songs from that band. My favorite is, and I'll be, one, I'll be completely transparent as well. Yeah. I'm one of those few people who doesn't like Home for Arrest. Yeah. It's uh, just like... Well, it, I love it like and hate the, it because I heard it too many fucking times. No, but probably, when maybe, I strip maybe that's it down, what it is. Yeah, I mean, it was just every night watching what you know people uh, do with jig. drunk people do this weird dance. <laughs> There's a lot of kicky stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't really know what's happening. Um, but I, Venice is sinking, dude. That is a song. Hangs behind the clouds above Venetian doors. His window box boasts crimson flowers, fresh cut the day before. And you couldn't find the smile if you nailed it to his face. But Jesus Christ hangs his head with praise. in black candles thick as pillars you can buy one off the floor and the ceilings painted gold and Mary's hair is red the old come here to kiss their dead
That is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the ones that I really was drawn. Oh, like I went back and listened to some uh, quite a bit of Spirit of the West, and uh, the, what really stands out is just how much I still like that tune, uh, which is our highest charting too. Oh, really? Yep. Well, that's good. Uh, that's but, that's rightly deserved then. Uh, which is, I guess, the peak of them gaining so much momentum on the you know the the college radio boom of uh, Home for a Rest. But right. The, so you have then that's the middle and. Venice is sinking is the uh, uh, the peak of that, and then where it all starts, uh, they have a song called "Political" that is uh, just fantastic. I don't know that one. You should go check it out. Great lyrics, and really, it's it's really smart. It's punchy. It's thoughtful. It's accessible. It's 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 that thing growing. You know, where they they weren't just a a drinking band or anything by any means. They were a very thoughtful band that really talked about a lot of different political issues and a very you know put a name tag on it. Political was their first sort of uh, breakthrough uh, college radio tune. So yeah, I uh, yeah you know it, it's a it's a shame to lose him um, to lose another one. Uh, uh, just a terrific songwriter and performer. I knew that he was battling, mm-hmm. and it didn't look good. And clearly, that's mm-hmm. how it turned out. He was a young man; shouldn't have been no. taken when he did. No. Uh, when he was, uh, seemed very courageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar story to um, the story that you know we as Tragic Hit fans are familiar yeah. with with our. You know, shining light. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy. I don't know. Where do you? The sad stuff. Where do you go now? Right. Um, so, but let's get into yeah. it with our Good strippers idea. union. All right. So, um, you got Rob Baker, Craig Northey, uh, and uh, then you Doug Elliott, also from Odds. Uh, Pat Stewart from Odds, and Simon Kendall from Doug and the Slugs. Doug and the Slugs. <laughs> so he's on keys. Uh, what are the other two guys? Uh, Pat Stewart's uh, the drummer, and uh, Doug Elliott's the bass guitar, and right. uh, it, it, I think handled some of the writing too. Gotcha. Uh, okay. These two albums. So for me, what's really surprising is, uh, you know, no. I didn't know they existed as no, a thing. I did not either. Yeah, and yeah. usually I don't know. Maybe I did. The name I was like, I know that. I I've read it somewhere. Okay. You know, uh, but no real idea about how many odds are in it. <laughs> how many slugs <laughs> from Doug? Um. And so uh, two records, um, and quite a distance apart between them as well. Yeah, which I dig about it because when you have that much time in between a a side project or you know like a passion project to come back to it that many years later, obviously they had a good time doing it. There was a, was a continued rapport, you know, that they they felt good about the music, wanted to do a little bit more. Yeah, and I think that's great, and they because it feels. There's a lot of these kind of bands that can get thrown together, and they don't sound like a band. But this is polished shit. This is good songwriting. These are guys are pros. They are very comfortable together, and obviously, from being in odds, and uh, I'm really trying hard not to throw it in front of it. It's, so far, yeah. I'm doing great. You are. <laughs> <laughs> um, those guys obviously have a, a you know a history, and they know how to operate together. But it doesn't feel like odds at all. And you bring in uh, Baker, and it just it's a it's a really nice fit. And I think. The first album is very good. Yes. And it's got a nice, you know, kind of straightforward rock and roll approach. And it's called uh, seven, uh, Local uh, Local 518. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, so I picture this as Rob Baker talking to Northry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
almost talking about the band that the Tragical Hip used to be with totally with the sax player. Yep. Straight ahead rock and roll. Wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun, Craig, to make a record, you know, here and now in 2006 that's just like a straight up rock and roll record mm-hmm. like like the Stones, you know, with some horns, like a little yep. bit of brown sugar, oh, like yeah. and 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 just go for it. Yeah. And the first track on that first record is exactly that. <laughs> yeah, shake it off. It is 100% 
you know um you've got the horn lead in yep uh it's just it's it's a lot of fun yeah it's it's, it's, it's a lot of fun it's exceptionally well made bar rock and yes. i mean that in the nicest way of course and because you need that sometimes yeah you know um yeah and the album's just it just carries on with that it doesn't fuck around there's no like dipsy do we're gonna do a little experimental here no. it's just fucking <laughs> no we're gonna rock <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> well uh, the one exception is there's a song called the bear <clears throat> that oh, is uh, local bear local bear yeah 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 that is a little that song is a little fucked <laughs> and see the big bear drop.
is a little bit <laughs> fucked up it's yeah it's very different yeah. it's very um like vocally and the rhyming structure yeah uh well it fits um yeah there's a lot there's a lot of that on both records yeah um well, there's, a, there's a song that does it and i'm trying to nail down with my brain here. three day road uh three day road yes uh, oh no one's watching it's on this album too no one's watching has a a weird thing going on it that I kind of attribute to that. Maybe it's the weird spoken word part that comes into it, you know? Like, Your lips sink slow, there is no song.
man, that is so good. I feel like we have to, though. We have to visit uh, the one where the vocal duties are handled by Robbie. What is that? It's uh, Sweet and Low. And this is just a fucking groove. This has got such a great groove to it. But uh, Robbie Baker singing? I mean, come on. This is great. We got to listen to it. that confidence and that uh, professionalism to his songwriting and a lot of these strippers union tunes obviously i mean it's you know but he takes it he takes it he's taking the album seriously it's not just go fuck around with the boys kind of no. thing you know there's 
concrete hit, uh, hooks in here. You know, the transitions are all written. There's nothing that feels half-assed. You know, yeah, or like a throwaway track or what ha- what have you. Oh, there's some great there's some great lyrics as well. One of the lyrics is um, one of my favorite lyrics that I pulled, and I'm trying to think of the song right now that mm-hmm. it comes from, and I can't think of the title. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, but the the lyric is, um, "I never made it far." But I played it left hand, mm-hmm. and it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. such a great callback to Ziggy yeah. Stardust. <laughs> you know, inverting those two lyrics mm-hmm. and making it about failing rather than succeeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. know, so yeah, that's great. great. That's great. Dynamite. Um, and I will tell you the song. Well, we'll just play it. Sure. <laughs> Like a painting where the sky's too blue I'm imitating only the best parts of you I play you in that light I sing what I can't write So I pretend I sing it first and first album um i wanted to talk briefly about uh give up and go away which i feel like is kind of the just the big slugger centerpiece of the record give up and go away yeah yeah that is a it's not a like super fast pace but it just got muscle 
like that's the big like I, I, I would assume it was the single I don't even know if there were singles from this I didn't see any videos or anything I'd looked around but it feels like a single to me <laughs> and uh, you know it's the album maybe it's the track you write then you're like you know we should do a whole album <laughs> yeah I wonder if that's uh, I would love to know the genesis if you know yeah. if yeah. you know if you're there out is... there and you're listening and you know how this came to be mm-hmm. you know our research staff is uh, off for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. And also, there's not a fuck of a lot out there. To find there's out, not. Know. There really, truly isn't. Yeah. I the, know. The the, the, inter- the internet information is that there, this is a band that these men made, and then they made an album. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even say they made two albums. No. It says one album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, forgive us. Again, we, we like to come into these episodes traditionally, and uh, we have... We have notes and we have sheets and we have, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of stuff. But uh, we're we're sort of just, hey man, it's twenty twenty. We're all about feel now. That's right. Yeah, and we just want to play some great Canadian music. Yeah, and I would imagine this these albums will be a first time listen for a lot of people, because um, they did get a lot of press or no, a lot of bunch of awareness. Did they, they tour? I have, I would imagine so, but I, I don't know. I hope so. They feel like they'd be a good live band. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like, and at the end they, they stick around and they put out this, this second record, the deuce. And yeah, again, I like it better. All right. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Well, uh, again, you know, these, we, you hear these amazing Canadian bands from the eighties and nineties and how they transitioned over time. Some of them going through into the two thousands, but there was this like natural progression to not repeat, much like the hip, like not, let's not just do the same, 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 same forever. You know, that would be boring. Are there songs with horns on the second record? Yeah, but not. In, there's more. It's not flavor. the same, right? So yeah, no, it isn't the same. Like, uh, like white out. On this road, twenty-eight days, colors fade, a thousand ways, shades of gray. What remains 
near the mm-hmm. end it's just like it's basically a song about driving in a fucking whiteout in the snow, right. you know but it has it's it does a great job of matching tone to uh tone to its content right because it feels 
kind of claustrophobic and a little bit like I'm Cold. driving really yeah. fucking carefully. <laughs> yeah, white knuckling it. But not in a, you know, like a dark, tense way. There's this calm to it, but it's just, it's, you know, and it's great. I and mean, it's, right. it's a totally different feel than anything on the first record. Very much so. So you're a deuce guy then. You're feeling the deuce. I, I got all these feelings about CanCon and early Canadian alternative rock, like late 80s stuff. Okay. Uh, when I was listening to this, because my favorite thing about the, this experience was listening to both of these albums was that it kind of time traveled me a little bit. And there was some stuff that really sounded early aughts. Uh, I go with aughts. But <laughs> oh, right. For, for well, I messed up there because I thought you were talking yeah. about odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, <clears throat> you said it so um, awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still in decade stuff. Um, you know, that brought me to there. But a lot of this, I was thinking of bands like the Northern Pikes. Yeah. You know, there's this, you know, uh, no bones about it. Straightforward rock and roll that's got wit, that's got charm, isn't afraid to be funny when it needs to. Right. You know, and uh, then there's this other stuff in here, like Local Bear and a couple other tunes on the Deuce that have this sort of more, I, I don't want to say storytelling sensibility to the lyricism, but it, it reminds me of mid-90s Canadian stuff like the Rio Statics. Um, some of the tone for it kind of fits there I, with this song anyway. This song made me think of the Rios, as did uh, uh, Only Lows. Oh, right, has yeah. like this, like not the more not not like a TLE static song, but some of the the more the radio stuff that they put out, like Jane or Bad Time to Be Poor, kind of fit into there for me. You know what I mean? Like, there's just something about the confessional storytelling, something like. Uh, I don't know. It, it feels personal, like or uh, intimate. I think is the word I want. Yeah, right. yeah, Getting yeah. Some yeah. bizarre yarn thrown at me. By at this party with you folks, making the most with memories of the sounds, sweet sounds. You hang like. Around my house, breaking this city down to a smaller town. Bring the noise and bring me peace. Silent types are all that I can be. I listen with my eyes and taste the wine. Reading just fine without crossing the T's. To the bridge and take it home for me, for me. I hear it in the body and lips to read, riding on the bass and following his lead. Talk to 
avalanche When the shock was over I could finally breathe There's just, I think it's comfortability of them working together and maybe the guys in odds not or feeling more comfortable to not write odds songs, but to write like what's in this, you know, what what is the identity of this band? It's whatever we want it to be. And if they, they can loosen up then, you know, uh, that's gotta be so liberating. Sure. Right. Even for, yeah. even for Baker to come in and be like, I'm going to pitch my three songs, but we're probably going to use all three. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to pick the best one or maybe not pick any of my three songs. Yeah. You know, like we would with the hip. Right. You know, where we sort of go around in a circle and we come up with 12 songs as a fivesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a, a side project. I'm sure. going to bring work to it and it's going to be great. And a side project that has a guy, Craig Northey, who is a very direct songwriter. Like, this isn't going to be, I, I mean, I'm speculating quite a bit here, but this isn't going to be both written, written by committee. No, you know when they, the hip because they're such a democracy, and that's what makes them so special. But you know, this, so when you're a player and that's your only what you're used to all the time to go into a group and then work with it, one guy is like, I got this, and this is you know this is how this is, this is you know A B and C. That's how that comes going. Now let's add your flavor to it. Right, bring me your piece now. You right, know? and that's it's a always a different thing. Every group of you know four to eight people in a band is an entirely different energy. So it's got to be super exciting. Yeah. When it's, when it's your job. You know? Yeah. Like that's so, how fun is that, that your job, you get to go do the different version of it and have a, a completely unique experience. It's really cool. Boy, this was so much easier talking about Paul's solo project when we had like Paul sitting in the chair that yeah, you're in. Yeah, yeah. He could really <laughs> fill in the blanks. He could fill in all these blanks. We didn't have to do the speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, That's if only okay. we had got uh, Rob Baker to yeah. come, up, come around. That's a shame. Maybe, yeah. you know, we would catch one of these guys someday and they can come fill us in. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, uh, tell us about the songwriting process. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Was I right? <laughs> we just thought you guys jammed and yeah, came up yeah. with stuff and it was cool. And I don't know. Like, but I was on this big just you know you know very fondly thinking of all these different periods of canadian rock radio getting through you know and it's great to, i didn't realize for ages that <laughs> when a doug and the slugs is in there because <laughs> I, I can't gig, help but giggle but i fucking love doug and the slugs really oh man those are hits. i couldn't i couldn't uh those are some hooks you know the songs yeah oh god yeah making it work oh yeah yeah okay yeah doug and the slugs yeah 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 oh wow uh, there's probably three or four doug and the slug songs that are Still radio friendly hits. Um, making it work is probably the big one, but uh, I don't know. What, 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 you don't know? <laughs> I do. Well, I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, making it work. 
Yeah, yeah. Where's the... Uh, hey, I listen to classic no rock all right the time, so some yeah. of it just... Um, it, it's, a, it's a weird format in Canada, classic rock, because yeah. a lot of the day music that day, you're talking day about... Day? Probably. Day by day by getting stronger. <laughs> day by day <laughs> getting longer. That's a good song. Check out Day by Day. All right. If I was going to have a top Doug in the Slugs track... Day that would be the one day by day. <laughs> <laughs> a good time band. They're having fun. cool though you know yeah i mean it reminds me just you know it makes me think of that time period when i moved to canada and i was you know 10 years old and i was already really interested in music and it was neat to see there's all these fucking bands that were you know i didn't see or hear about you know they were just because you go from mtv to much music and then so you know you're getting all this airplay and to see the, the you know the pikes or uh you know grapes of wrath 
Grapes of Wrath. Oh, all the man. things. I, all the things I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to get sad like right now? Yeah, right now we're getting sad. All the things I wasn't. <laughs> that song. Yeah, it will stop everything. Put it on anywhere. Oh, Every, everyone man. will just look down for a second. Hours of hiding spent apart. The wall was all we shared. About the closest you could get. About all I would bear. And they're, they, they're these neat bands that were doing really uh, individually char- characteristic music. You know, they they had their own sound, and it was identifiable and clear what they were doing. You know, and uh, and the odds are definitely one of those bands uh, who were just on like just on the outside of a, the, the big boom of the of the big hits from Canadian bands. They weren't going to bust through quite like Sloan. Or Our, right. Our Lady Peace, or right. you know, obviously the hip or you know, bare naked ladies, but they were you know sitting right there. The heterosexual man, yeah, gets all this airplay, that, that crazy video with the kids in the hall, and because that's kids in the hall, that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah, and that's just got a great sense of humor, you know. Yep. Um, and, you know, the, the pike, the pikes were like that too, where they would be straightforward and give you like a, a teen land sort of, you know. Eighty-seven pikes is very different than like ninety-three pikes, right? <laughs> Super duper. Different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like the things I do for money and then yeah, she ain't yeah. pretty. Yeah, like I mean, different band. Yeah, you know, fifty-four forty. Fifty-four forty. There's a big journey too. They, they, I mean, they were like mid-eighties. Sure. Right. When and you then, think like yeah, one gun and that kind of shit, and where they land with like Ocean Pearl. Ah, 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 
know, yeah. become like a you know, top 40 That's success right. band. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dear Dear was the big breakthrough. Right, right. Because uh, like I feel at that point they were getting lumped in. Yeah. With, they went from college rock to like alternative. Totally. Right? And, and then they, all yeah, those bands. Home were Run with Smiling Buddha Cabaret that has uh, Ocean, Ocean Pearl, Pearl on it. Yeah. That's a great album. It's a, yeah. Those, those, very good guitar rock. Two back to back. But the their best record is the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, it sounds stupid to say, but mm-hmm. that record, that greatest hits record is not just like three songs and like a bunch of stuff you haven't heard. No. Like every, every single track. song. And it's in a lot of different, I don't want to say genres, but it, 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 it is. It's a, it's a wild ride. This is, this is Canadian. This is CanCon. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's got like this weird identity crisis. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, you know, I listened to classic rock and it was like all the contemporary Canadian music was played on classic rock. Yeah. Because where else were you going to put it? Totally. You know, so you listen to Q107 or 95.3 or whatever, that's where you where you heard the Pikes, and that's where you heard 5440 and Sloan Broke and, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff like that. Another band that had a big transition and like moving from one era to another and blowing up yeah, as much as they could, I guess, was Big Sugar. Oh, my God. Well, what yeah. a huge change they had. Okay, I don't know the old stuff. Well, it's just, it's really filthy, loud as hell blues rock. Okay. And then they got that shift in them where it got catchier there was the reggae influence yeah and uh and, and you know the, the tone is just different like it was like a down and dirty blues rock band um they have a track called the wild ox moan that i strongly recommend all right <laughs> you check out it's a and i, I have no qualms about what they became and when they hit their you know uh, top 40 sort of success those are really catchy tunes and i got time for them but that early stuff i really like and wild ox moan is you know, one of the best songs of that decade Well, I want you to come on in here, woman. Sit down on your daddy's knee. I've got
Wow, it's very good. Uh, great vocal. Who's the vocal. who's the front man? Uh, Gordy uh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we had these bands were, I, you know, sometimes it's frustrating having Canadian content, right? And yeah. it forces some things upon you. But if you're not good, you're not going to stick around. You know, that's you know, you're, you're just wind up being haywire or something. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm nice sure callback. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they're nice guys. <laughs> That's a callback to like two years ago. <laughs> I had one of their albums. Um, you know, they they really evolved though, and by their own design. You know, yeah. Uh, no one was telling them, "Oh, you're going to, you know, add reggae to your." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what's going to. I work, just remember you know? their bassist was like big dreadlock guy, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Older, older gentleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, there were just uh, there's quite a cool journey to a lot of these bands, um, and Odds being one of them because they they have this little I guess we're gonna kind of just morph in and out of Odds to this. I think so. Yeah, it looks like it. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the first big hit heterosexual for Odds, man. Uh, I think first, anyways, it falls apart. Oh, which is a Northy too.
Which is, man, spectacular. Yeah, just fuck off. It's so good. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily looking at the lyrics. I could, man, I could be wrong. I've never really like sat down and really dissected it. But I mean, I don't think it's so much a song about like addiction as a like overindulgence. You know, someone who just can't. You know, maybe doesn't have a problem during the work week, but when it's when it's go time, just can't keep it fucking together. I just have the melody hook yeah. in my head, and like, it's so great. It's, it's just little pieces on the floor, man. Yeah, and it's a great song. It's got confidence and swagger, and Northy kills it. Um, generally, with odds, I'm I'm more into Stephen Drake. He's my guy, but uh, Northy songs that when he knows how to when he lands one, I think he's maybe the more polished songwriter. I think because his stuff is more. Stephen Drake stuff. If he catches the right vibe, he's going to slaughter it. You know, because it's a it's an energy thing. Whereas Drake's really got the or sorry, uh, Northy's really got the structure down. Like knows melody, knows change. It feels that way. Yeah, it's he's a really competent writer, and it falls apart. Is super great indications of that early on in his career, and then something you know some of the later hits. The later hits are all him. He's like started them, then Stephen uh, Stephen Drake's the hit guy in the middle, and then Northy you know keeps them going with his hits and is now the only guy in the band they're still going um just with him because drake drake is a producer now. producer now, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't contribute at all anymore no i don't think so oh wow i mean i haven't listened to a new odds album in a long right time, but i yeah, think he's they, really yeah not. i think they have one a couple years ago yeah yeah and they still tour um uh and i and i don't i don't know how many of Stephen drake's tunes they do or if northy sings them now i'm, I'm yeah, not I don't really know sure how they, i don't know how they break that down but like I know that heterosexual I man is drake and uh um, and all the, all the hits on uh, Good Word Feeling. Okay. Which I like that album a lot. Yeah, I like um, the, I mean, Someone Who Is Cool is my probably my favorite. Natural selection, I've avoided all detection and the tender bits underneath. All with window dressing and calculated guessing and a bark bigger than my teeth. It was the
That's Northy. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's, it's so song. it's so Matthew Sweet. It's oh, so man. hell yeah, it is. You know, it's uh, it's just melodic, and you're right. Mm-hmm. It's it's just structured. It's candy. It, yeah. It, it, oh it's yeah. Genetically, but not composed <clears throat> to be, but not vapid. Enjoyed. No, no, no not it's really not, thoughtful. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that's uh, and a lot of that. Uh, yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> right? I like that song a lot. Um, again, the difference between Drake and Northy stuff, you know. And yeah, again, I, I lean more towards in the in odds anyway. I lean towards uh, Drake because uh, I feel like I'm talking about the rapper. <laughs> it's very I'm strange. Gonna, not to Stephen be. Drake. I'm just going Stephen with that. Drake. Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, good weird feeling. I think is definitely my favorite odds album. Um, and if Taylor, it was just cool, it was just cool. And his two big singles, Truth and Told, and Eat My Brain, really propelled that album. And there's good deep cuts too. Like I Would Be Your Man is a great song. Yeah, Eat My Brain is what a weird, cool, big hit single. <laughs>
Very odd. It's very odd. But I love it. It's got yeah. so much energy and swagger. That video is hilarious. That's where they their car breaks down, so they steal gas from Junkhouse's pickup. Oh, really? And then running from them, they beat up and steal the Pursuit of Happiness's car. <laughs> that's great. That's a, isn't that a, it's Yeah. What, lovely. Oh, that's such a celebration of... Uh, junk house. There's yeah, a yeah, there's a band just, I haven't yeah, thought of yeah, in a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. pursuit of happiness. I think about at least weekly. Sure, sure. You know, well, that I mean, they they I, that that video. Uh, I'm an adult now. The original one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the that's, that's I feel like that's a significant moment in Canadian, like edgy rock. I think you're right. Propelling forward, right? That caught fire. People were into it. It's weird. <laughs> it's a nice little look at old Queen West, cool Queen West in Toronto. Right. And uh, yeah, it just got this energy to it. And they're a cool band. I met Mo Berg a couple of times. And in 1989. He's a swell guy. And, and, and he is to this day, so don't let this sound disparaging. Yeah. But in 1989... Was there anybody cooler than Mo Burke? No, with those gigantic glasses. <laughs> Fuck, man. He's so neat. Yeah, super neat. Right? Long yeah. hair and punky and, yeah. you know, right? And just a songwriting, yeah. you know, savant. That, that like song rules. Yeah. Super really good. great stuff. Yeah. Um, I saw the Trans-Canada Highwaymen mm-hmm. on tour. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Right. That was uh, Craig Northry. Mm-hmm. I can't say his last name, clearly. Um <laughs> Mo Berg, uh-huh. Chris Murphy, uh-huh. and Stephen Page. Yeah. And they each played three of their, like they would switch instruments. Right. And um, they each played three of their signature tracks. Right. And it was spectacular. Sure. It was so great. It was that, like. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And that's when that's where I really became exposed to, like I knew that I liked odds, but I didn't know. So I'm the opposite of you. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know how much I liked Craig's songwriting. Right. But when I saw him sing these songs live, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Every single song is, is like pop perfection. Yeah. Like it and really like a is. moment in, in Canadian alternative rock history. Yeah. Yeah, again, it falls apart. That's a that's a serious tune. So is that where you became exposed to that's them? That's where I got interested in them. And right. then uh, Heterosexual Man, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and super catchy. And that, and that album is uh, really good. Like, super good. That was the first one I got. I'm like, I like this band. This is uh, pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, Truth Untold, really, I, I, I kind of flipped out when I heard that tune. Um, it's, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, gun to my head, that's my favorite odd song. And that's Stephen Drake. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah, really big good time. song. Man, Truth Untold is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So what, what do you think? Um, let me rewind here. Sure. What do you think Rob Baker is thinking now, like, do you think, obviously, again, we're speculating heavily here. Sure. Would you be surprised if there were a third Strippers Union record? No, I wouldn't. Um, or is it is it strange now, like, for him? I guess it's been a decade, hasn't it? It has. Huh. Well, it will be. Yeah. yeah. Um, would it be strange for him to release material with another band now that the hip is 
basically defunct. Uh, like, I think, like, like I, there, wonder, there, I think there'd be much more attention towards it. I feel like there would too. I, I, I'm just so curious. You know, like I know Paul has said that he's working on new material. Yeah. For a, another record. But it's like nobody has done anything. It's only been a short time. So, I, you know, I, I don't want to say that they needed to get out and get going right away. But like nobody has done anything new or, or really talked about anything new date-wise. No, no. Um, you know, since, since Gord's passing and it's just, it makes me wonder whether they're, whether they are done as musicians or whether they'll do other work, you know? I think, well, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're, I, if I would wager a guess, it'd be, there'd be maybe a little bit of trepidation to do it. There, yeah. You know, cause there's, if you're the first guy out of the gates to like, here's my other thing, you know, it really... It's going to draw a lot of attention. Whereas previously, it could be like, "Hey, fuck! I just put these albums out." And, That's right. And people get them or they don't. You know, like yeah, the, the casualness of uh, of Paul's second album album cover. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just filling up a pool, filling up a pool with a hose. But I love that. <laughs> I love that album cover. It's so that's great. It's so good it's and great. The material on it is really good too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, yeah, see, and, and that's it. you never know what you're gonna like out of something or how it's good because I like his first, Paul's first solo record more. It's, I like it's, it. It's raw. Substan- I like it yeah. substantially more. Yeah, and then this one, I think the first Strippers Union album is maybe a little more raw, but I like the polished uh, energy. On sounded very Wisconsin. Uh, there. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a. I, I just drink a beer, so I'm a little looser, and my uh, Wisconsin comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a very polished record. There, uh, he's doing a fine job. Oh my god! Boys, there. He's got a cheese hat on now. All of a sudden, no, he would never do that. I wouldn't say that. No, I did. The Bears. Yeah, I'm a Bears guy. Yeah, Yeah. I was born in Chicago. That's right. Just uh, lived in Wisconsin. All right. Yeah, yeah. There's rules. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Followed by decades of bitter disappointment. (laughs) Being a Bears fan. (laughs) So, what do you think the future of, like, I mean? You think about Canadian content now. Mm-hmm. Canadian content didn't really have anything to do with Bieber getting giant. No, I think I think it's over. I think that's not a thing anymore. I think we, I mean obviously we need to fill the quota, but yeah. I think um, there's enough music that's come out of all over Canada and broken in the states and elsewhere or worldwide. That it's not, it, you, you don't really hear about it anymore because we have enough gigantic artists to fill that sort of thing. Right. Which, I mean, maybe hurts the little guy a bit, but I mean, music's changed anyway. So smaller indie music needs a different outlet anyway. You're not going to find it on any radio station, you know. Uh, because I mean, when you drive around listening to any kind of radio, like hearing new music, there's not a ton of it because they really want to key into a nostalgia thing, you know. There's a like like in Toronto driving around. There's, I find that uh, what was that station ninety seven seven? I guess that's how it's at Catherine's. So right? It's like yeah. yeah yeah yeah. It's like yeah. kind of like a hard rock kind yep. of station. I feel like they pick a Canadian band a month, like a nineties band, and feature them, and they just you know. So I, I just I just kept on noticing it. I was driving around with a guy who always wanted that station on, and uh, I was like, well, there's a lot of I Mother Earth songs I've been hearing. <laughs> you know, I Mother Earth. There's another. Yeah yeah absolutely. Yeah. 
uh, weird journey for that band. Anyway, <laughs> um, and you know, then then it was like then they stopped. And then it wasn't any I'm Mother Earth. Then it was just Big Wreck for a month. You know, just like hearing all of the Big Wreck tunes. I'm like, let's go. What's your thing here? What's happening? You know. And then it was uh, then it was Finger Eleven for a while. Oh, Finger Eleven. And that was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Big... I was never a Big Wreck guy. No. I I, I don't have any problem with them. Uh, but it just never really caught me. No. I think no. that guy's a hell of a singer, though. Yeah. I like that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which song? Um, yeah. But... Uh, that is a good song. That song? That's fine. Yeah. But they did... Um, they, they played the Danforth Music Hall last mm-hmm. year, and they played a really good version of In View.
that opened, in fact, within view. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. No huh. key. Uh, no. Um, no key line. Just a. Just guitar. Just, just guitar work. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's got a yeah. He's got a huge voice, man. He's got like a Cornell kind of uh, pitch to him, you know. It's so strange that there's so many of these singer songwriters, uh, bands in this country, that we all thought were giant, you right. know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Paying attention to much music and yeah. watching and listening to the radio, you know, because of CanCon, you would just be like, oh fuck, you know, like we've got such an incredible scene, and we right. d- we did. If we you lived did. in Toronto yeah. and it, you, you know, went out to shows and got to see stuff, it was great. But then you'd leave the city or leave. Definitely when you left Canada. Yeah, they can just go away. It was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like none of this stuff is breaking through except for Our Lady Peace. Our Lady Peace broke through. Bare naked ladies after them. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing, you know, that I that I the stuff you really wanted. Nothing against those guys. That's great. I know a lot of people have a lot of emotional attachment to these bands and I don't want to you know talk shit about groups. It's not it's no fun. I like the I like the first band Gordon, I think it's called. uh, the first record. I think that's yeah, I think that's a lot of fun. It's fine, yeah. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I would like never... That, I like that era of them more than the... Uh, the stuff that broke. It's uh, time <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, I was never proud. You know what I mean? I was never mm-hmm. like, oh, Our Lady Peace is on the radio down here. I'm so proud. Yeah. You know, like, this is so great. Like, yeah. whereas if the hip broke through, you yeah, know, like, yeah. it would be like, oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Like you're going with them or something. Right. Like, it was like, yeah. we sat around the TV and we watched them play Saturday yeah. Night Live. Yeah. Like, that was... A pivotal moment that yeah. was like watching the Canada team play in the gold medal game. Oh, fuck you know? yeah, that's all he would have. That's great. <clears throat> and again, nothing against those uh, very successful bands. They've done a fine job. Absolutely, they've done a fine job, but mm-hmm. they won't find themselves being included on the playlist for this episode. No, no, no. But you're going to put some uh, old things I wasn't to make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to dump a lot of stuff in. Yeah, that's good video too. I like that video. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool, but I liked that journey, man. And it, here's the thing: is you had these bands go through this journey and take CanCon and not just uh, exploit it or you know um, get something back from it for themselves. They really pushed it, and because those bands did such a huge and amazing job, you get you get the uh, well, you get the returns. You know, you get these great. Canadian musicians getting, you know, national exposure, international exposure. And that's pretty fantastic. So thanks, CanCon. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, bands knocking out great, legitimate indie hits and, you know, getting exposure for weird artists. Uh, here's another one that should be on our little playlist. Here's uh, the Inbreds. Do you remember the oh, Inbreds? wow. Yeah, I do. They yeah. they played with the hip. Yeah. Pretty great, sure. Great band. Any sense of time? Oh, what a track. What a great track. Or Hayden? You know, Hayden. Yeah, man. Like, and what a huge career he had. He expanded his sound so much. But, like, I mean, he he's kind of like a slips through. Like, he has some Canadian content. And then, uh, you know, that, that song it, out of nowhere becomes a hit. Like, no one's going to look at Bad As They Seem and be like, oh, this is a hit song here. But, I mean, that, that voice, that delivery of that song, that song from that album was just amazing. <clears throat> Girl, 
sad as they seem She is only sixteen And that's why she's only a dream A man of my dreams Just right down As a daughter who's sixteen, that's why she's only a dream. What do I do this for? I've got to get out some more. Go down to the grocery store, meet someone out of Just watch him just play and sing and just, and I didn't know much. Like I went, I was in Kingston and it was like, I saw, oh, Hayden's going to be playing tonight. I should go 2000. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Amazing. I I only saw him once. I saw him at, uh, what's it called? Field trip. That thing they do over at Fort York here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went and saw that, and he was outstanding, really good. Um, I got it was just a treat. Um, I couldn't stay there for the whole day. I got free tickets from. I was managing a bar, and I got uh, you know right. promo stuff from one of my beer distributors, and I couldn't because I had to go back to work. Oh man, I couldn't spend the whole day there, but it didn't matter because I got to see Hayden, and then immediately after that, I saw Timber Tamber. I don't know. Why you don't know Timber Tamber? No, dude. No. Nope. Oh, listen, you're welcome. Okay. Yeah, 
All right. <laughs> oh, dude. Timber, yeah, timber. Just, yeah, yeah. Start the self-titled album and make your way forward. Nothing but amazing all the time. And oh, boy, is that something. Oh, wow. Oh, you have okay. no idea. Oh, everyone, go listen to Timber Tamper. Please. <laughs> Where are they from? Um, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> If I could, I would turn back into dust. You would look so good to me. I could almost taste it. One moment I'm a king, the next minute nothing. I just wanted to feel alright. But it's not that simple I get low, 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 low on my own I get low, 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 low on my own In the palm of my hand, an empire summoned, and as it was born, all the substance crumbled. It was a vain attempt at the meaning of life, and I should have better ways. Of spending my time Like climb the mountain Like sail the sea Like build my house up Or start my family It's time to get out It's time to make a living I'll reach the summit, but I come tumbling back down. I get low, 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 low on my own. I get low, 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 low. Low, 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 low on my own. 
Yeah, that was a uh, <clears throat> that was an epic album of my uh, uh, musical life. The uh, self-titled when, one. Yeah, when the self-titled one came out. That was uh, from Toronto. Huh? Good for them. Very nice. <clears throat> what? Hold on one second. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, they're from Toronto. Um, and uh, yeah, the the self-titled is not the first album, but that's the that's the breakout one. And like, it just the whole sound really comes together. It's from 2009, and it is literally the shit. It's outstanding. Creep on, creeping on was also that's the follow up and fantastic. Hot dreams is insane. That's a good record. But that, uh, yeah, trust me. Timber Tamber, self titled, two thousand nine. Deal, everybody. Crocodile done deal. Yeah, yeah. I get low. You want that? You want that? All right. Yeah. Neat. Well, fun. I can't wait to hear what you think of Timber Tamber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. That's what I have to say tonight. I think, yeah, I think so too. This I, uh, is uh, a little different, like we said. Yeah. Well, we just wanted to shed some light on uh, these two albums that maybe you don't know, maybe you do, and right. it was fun for you to listen to, or you're going to hear them for your first time. And I think you know one of the things in in talking about this episode with Greg, right right off the bat, it became apparent that we had a real CanCon sort of vibe and that's why yeah. we went on this tangent yeah. and didn't, you know, go, um, you know, into detail. I don't think we ever intended to go track for track on these no, two no, records, no. you know, do two separate episodes and go track for track. But I think that if there were more information or we could have had access to Rob <laughs> Baker, yeah, yeah. uh, I think that we would have, you know, done a deeper dive, but I think that what we got here you know, exploring GanCon from yeah. eighty nine to ninety five ish yeah. uh, was really nice. Yeah, you know, it was just nice. I had well, that's what this, that's what listening to these two albums did for me. They sent me on this, you know, uh, memory lane of of all these great Canadian bands, and you know, like thinking about Duck and the Slugs again, and uh, you know, and just going through that like awesome period. It was exciting. It really was. It was really exciting. You know, uh, I mean, not. not Nothing against any Canadian band before 1985, you know. Right. But uh, just that that push when it happened, you know, and it was just like there was a good band after good band after good band after great band, and now there's a lot of them, and holy shit, look, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, that is outstanding. It was so cool to go through, and these albums shot me back there, you know. You know what I'm going to do? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make my CanCon playlist. Oh, that's fun. And I'm going to just start in the 80s and go up to maybe like the end of the 90s or something like that. And will you publish I'll, it? I'll post it on our Facebook thing there. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to do that. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. You're good at that. I'm going to have fun with that. That's yeah. Fun. That's okay. Okay, so we'll yeah. look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's as always, it's good talking to you. You too, buddy. And when next we meet, I guess we'll be talking about the fourth Gord Downey mm-hmm. solo record, the one he did with the Sadies. That's right. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And that'll be sooner than later? Much sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, in this game of things, it wasn't that big a break. It was, um, yeah. you know, a month and a half or whatever, but uh, yeah, it'll be fine. here we are. Yeah. So uh, talk to you soon. Okay. Pick ha- up your shed. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Fully and Completely, a Tragically Hip podcast. For more information about Greg, Jamie, or any of our guests, please visit duvra.com. That's D-E-W-V-R-E dot com. Send a letter to the show at info at fullyandcompletely.com. To join our Facebook group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash fullyandcompletely. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Fully Podcasts. And hey, don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts.
Sattva. Podcast on Sattva.